slips, jail time, snorting a cocaine line, racist tweets, family beefs, a royal leaves, Kanye, fake attack, racist rants, Botox and implants, shoplifting spree, punch a paparazzi, unexpected pregnancy, not your best moment. Welcome to another episode of Not Your Best Moments. I am Keith Skopnich, along with Phoebe Matata and Andrew Harris. And today we're going to play a game of desks. We're doing Conan <laughs> versus Jay Leno and the late <laughs> the Tonight Show drama that happened in the early 2000s. 2000, 2000, 2000. Well, it it kind of stretched its way out from around 2004 to 2011. If you really want to encapsulate the full the full breadth of of the, of the saga, we're about to um, to go down a multi year drama. We love those with <laughs> with history and with history repeating itself. <laughs> yeah, the politics around cycle. late night has always been pretty fierce. It's fierce but simple. It's a yes. it's a numbers game. It's a ratings game, and that's ultimately what led to a lot of a lot of the uh, we'll call it Michigas. In two thousand and four, NBC announced that in five years' time, Jay Leno would end the Tonight Show, and that Conan O'Brien, who had the slot after him, uh, the Late Show, Conan O'Brien would succeed him in two thousand nine. Now. That outwardly, you know, Leno seemed fine with it and Conan seemed fine with it. Internally, there were some other things in the works. But before we get to those, let's go back to 20 years earlier. In May of 1991, Johnny Carson announced that he would be stepping down uh, the following year, 92, as host of The Tonight Show, which uh, at that point he will have hosted for 30 years. There had been lots of speculation about it, you know, definitely getting older. It had taken a horrendous toll on his personal life. I think he went through four wives while he was uh, the host of The Tonight Show. <laughs> That's um, one too many. <laughs> and this set off you know succession rumors you know like when something changes hands you know after 30 years the the only other things that are like that are like you know popes and kings uh and johnny was the king of late night and he didn't really have any rivals either like nbc was really the only late night game in town you know abc had new they had nightline cbs oh cbs did have a show but it was boring uh, it was like the tom snyder show i think uh, and it was like like NPR on television. Sorry. There's a tiny little terrier who I think is trying to burst through my door. Um, <laughs> I just sort of creepily creak a little bit. <laughs> that sounds like you have to poo. <laughs> to be perfectly honest. <laughs> There's a tiny little terrier at my door. <laughs> why 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 saying that it had to come in did you make that that make you think that i had to poo <laughs> that's not the way poo works oh uh, no more body humor guys doesn't. this is getting too I really far hope she doesn't anyways this time you have uh david letterman who has been the host of the late show for 10 years his show started in 1982 and you have jay leno who is the sort of official permanent guest host the tonight show just everyone the audience, everyone thought David Letterman was the heir apparent to Carson. It, it made the most sense. Yeah. No one thought it was going to be Jay Leno, even though he was a fill-in guest at the time for Carson. Everyone really, really thought Letterman had it. 
Yeah, well, essentially, yeah, when Jay Leno renewed his contract several years prior uh, with NBC, and, the, and this was the renewal that made him the permanent, you know, guest host. And like by this time, remember, Johnny was only doing four shows a week. So Leno was the host once a week on that show. Like he was being a permanent guest host wasn't like on standby. Like he had a regular gig of already hosting The Tonight Show once a week. But he had a renewed contract that if and when Johnny retired, he would get it. That agent really did some good work. Helen Kushnick is her name, and she is played as a real ball buster in the miniseries about this, this drama uh, in the 1996 HBO made for television movie Late Night Wars. But I bet you have to be a ball buster to get that deal. I'm impressed. Do you know who played her, Phoebe? Who? Who? Kathy Bates. Oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And not just any Kathy Bates, like 1996 Kathy Bates, like Kathy Bates coming off of Dolores Claiborne and Misery. (laughs) That's the one who they got to play. (laughs) 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 Anyways. So there was a there was a war. Letterman wanted it and I think felt entitled to it and probably rightly so. However, Leno also felt entitled to it because it was in his contract. Like, here's the thing, though, like, that's a little shady about this is that Letterman and Leno were friends at this time. Yes. And like, if I signed a contract that I knew I was going to take over, wouldn't you like be like, dude, listen, my agent got me this amazing deal. Like, I'm going to be taking over the Tonight Show. Just a heads up. Like, I don't know. It seems like really shady that he didn't like reveal that. A couple of Slytherins. That's what I'm hearing. That's tough. It's not like they were best friends. Let's be clear about that you know i mean like they 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 did the the comic circuit together in the 70s and 80s and they definitely came up together but like if you mm, that's the kind of thing i don't know maybe you do keep that to yourself if it's a business ambition of yours or not and it's like sort of all fair love and business kind of a thing i don't know but i feel like you have it it's see that's that's the thing if like you're contending for it you're both contending for it and it's not set in stone but it's already set in stone you know yeah and that's i think that is that that is part of the shittiness of it and also, like Letterman, it's 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 funny to think of like what could have been, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, what if if Letterman had been the host of the Tonight Show? It would have been, it would have absolutely brought it into the modern era and and transitioned great. Also, I don't know about what you guys think, or if you remember, but like, I think Letterman has more of a brand than Leno. I'm honestly just not a huge fan of Leno, so I'm always going to be Team Letterman in this case. Like, I just I don't find him compelling to watch. Leno. Well, that's because you're uh, you're an urban viewer, and that's where Leno did not do well. That actually checks out a lot. <laughs> Suburban viewers loved him. Yeah, I never found him funny, and I was always like, Letterman is smart and dry, and it's great. I, I'm kind of with you. There was nothing really to hook onto. Although that said, growing up in Southern California as a teenager, did cut school at least once or twice and go up to Burbank with my friends and see tapings of the tonight show. I think I've seen four or five tapings of the tonight show with, with Jay Leno. Nice. <laughs> the first one I ever went to, like my mom and I went, Carrie Fisher was the guest and she was promoting the re-release of the star Wars movies. Wow. This is before she sounded like a, you know, the same jacket. One of the time I saw 98 degrees was the musical. Act. Wow. 98 <laughs> yeah. degrees. Wow. That's that's how long ago this was. And then Wait, is that Nick Lachey or is that someone else? I think that is. I yeah. think that was Nick Lachey. It's Nick Lachey. Yeah. And then oh, who was the one who forgot the words? Rufus Wainwright. Yes. Rufus Wainwright <laughs> forgot the words to wait for it. Nothing's going to change my world and <laughs> making matters worse. He had it written on his goddamn hand. Oof. That's <laughs> and they say before the taping starts, they say, you know, this is live to tape, so we can't stop. We can't stop. And 
Rufus Wainwright is just looking at his hand, going, nothing's gonna change. I forgot the words. <laughs> you yeah, should just, a photo. honestly. There's a photo of that day as well that I will uh, post on social media for everyone. <laughs> Of me I and my that. high school friends. I look like the Crypt Keeper. I was so skinny at the time. Jay Leno's in his full-on denim, you know, Canadian tuxedo. Were you all legs and arms? I was, but remember, it was the 90s, so baggy pants were very, very in. <laughs> I see. You know what? You know what baggy pants ended for me? Was my first trip I took after 9-11 when I went through security and my belt was off and my pants were so baggy. But like it was like Thanksgiving after 9-11. So there was still it was in New York. I was going home and there was like a National Guardsman with a rifle pointed at me. And I was I got through the metal detector and my pants just fell. And well, there was oh. a gun pointed at me. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna start wearing pants that fit. There's an idea. That was my <laughs> that was my teachable moment from that. <laughs> Anyways, speaking of pants that fit, <laughs> yeah, worldwide <laughs> pants. Well, that's Letterman's production company. <laughs> uh, long story short, Leno wins the Tonight Show, and then Letterman and I didn't know this until when I was kind of doing some research. And Letterman stayed on the Late Show for a year after that, and then didn't start. He moved out of CBS in 1993. A year later, in August of 1993. And what I found interesting, just like a little nugget here, is that. Letterman went on Carson before Leno took over and like he basically was trying to be a gracious loser like he was very you know he made some jokes about it but like he wasn't like over the top about it but it's it's important to remember too sorry to cut you off but like this was highly publicized at the time much like the the Leno v Conan which we're going to get to in a minute Leno v Letterman was also highly publicized at the time it was very very famous in public sorry go ahead Keith yeah so so when Letterman moved to CBS and went in direct competition, Letterman was really like a fan favorite because he everyone felt like he had gotten screwed over for the job. And he was winning the ratings battle for two years um, until I don't know if you guys know this. Hugh Grant went on Jay Leno and this was after Hugh Grant was caught getting a BJ on Sunset Boulevard in Los Angeles. <laughs> And from Divine Brown was her name. Yeah. Yes, from Divine Brown. And she was arrested. And the first thing that (laughs) Jay Leno says during this interview is like, What the hell were you thinking? And then that cemented it. Leno won the ratings battle from there on out. Yeah. Cut back to 04. NBC is like, All right, Leno, um, you got five more years, and then we're bringing on Conan. And everyone's like, Great. This sounds great. Conan feels like a much more natural successor to Letterman. Their styles are much more similar. Yeah. Uh, and then in 2009 is when the transition happens. It's June of 2009. Conan has moved the show and everyone who worked on it out to Los Angeles because that's where the Tonight Show is. It's in Los Angeles. It wasn't until Jimmy Fallon was like, you know what? No, let's do it in New York. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to move, which I kind of wonder how Conan feels about that, you know? Yeah, I want to I want to rewind back before before Conan takes over in December 14, 2006. Howard Stern goes on Conan to talk about him succeeding Jay Leno. And he actually says to him, Howard Stern says to Conan says, so do you really think this is going to happen? And I just thought (gasps) it was such foreshadowing because Howard Stern hates Jay Leno. He hates Jay Leno. A lot of people Um, hate Jay Leno. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So does Conan. (laughs) We could could probably do an episode on Howard Stern versus Jay Leno. He hates him that much. Um, Really? From stealing bits, stuff like that, stealing staff. Wow. Those type of things. 
Oh. So so yeah, so he said that and I thought I couldn't believe that like he really did call it. He knew that Jay Leno was a little a little, a little slimy. Yeah, a little slimy. He does not come off that way though. Like I before he became host of the Tonight Show, all I remembered him from was like he he did Doritos commercials in the late 80s. YouTube it. You know, <laughs> and then you'll be like, "Oh, that guy? Oh, all right." <laughs> That's really creepy. So around the time that all of this stuff is happening with Leno and Letterman, Conan is a writer on SNL and The Simpsons. So he knows um, he was at the SNL first. He knows, you know, he knows 30 Rock. He knows Lauren Michaels, who Lauren Michaels is. He's much more than just the executive producer of um, SNL. He effectively serves as the VP of comedy for all of NBC. I don't know if that's his official title or not, but it's he. He's much he's much more powerful than like the the jokes about him being like Dr. Evil. Like, I don't think he's evil at all, Um, but he's he definitely his reach in NBC is is wide considerable. And that's why now he produces all of the late night shows and puts his people in them. So, yeah, Conan like and Conan, for those of you who don't know, you know, he wrote the monorail episode of The Simpsons. And he so he's at this time, he's like this hip, young, you know, Harvard writer, comedian guy who's coming up and then they give him a show in 1993. And it was so irreverent. Uh, you know, it would have it would have fit just as well, probably on MTV uh, as it did on eh, that might be a little dramatic um, as, as it did, you know, at one in the morning or 1230 in, you know, a.m. on on weeknights. But they gave him that show and it really took off. Right. Like, do you remember any bits from Conan versus Leno during the 90s? Because there's one bit from Conan from Leno that I remember. There's many from Conan that people remember, you know, like the Triumph, the Insult Comic Dog. The only thing I remember from the Tonight Show with Jay Leno, bitwise, was the um, the dancing Itos during the Jay Leno trial. <laughs> oh my god! Anybody remember the dancing Itos? Honestly, so I I feel like I come from a very interesting place because I was pretty young when a lot of this stuff happened. So I don't remember much of this, and a lot of this was like me going back to realize that a lot of these things were going on, and I was completely oblivious. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was like, you know, this is like going over to 2009. And I'm like, cool. I'm like 13. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was, I'm like, four, I was four years out of college by that point. <laughs> yeah. So like a lot of this stuff definitely went over my head. <laughs> and I had to go back as an adult and see, oh, this is what was happening. Like I watched the OJ trial <laughs> show on Netflix and be like, oh wow, this is interesting. It's actually <laughs> Without really any show. knowledge of it happening at the time. What? I mean, I oh. knew it was happening, but I wasn't really, you know, paying attention that it was such a big deal. Phoebe, now I'm like, having oh. a mental crisis right now. <laughs> Phoebe, they stopped school to get to bring everybody into like an assembly to watch the verdict to get rid of the oj trial that's like they stopped school for it that's wild (laughs) that's crazy i i i wasn't that old to to be in that category either unfortunately that may have been more of an la thing because it was a very la trial and celebrities not like the Mm -hmm. the the slow speed police chase in the bronco like that kind of that went uh, down the five i think i remember that that i remember seeing (laughs) 
slow speed police chase <laughs> which opened up a whole new era of like oh let's follow car chases um like for years they don't do it anymore as much but like for years local news is bread and butter was like aha a police chase let's go it will it be the next oj is please be a celebrity in the car please be a celebrity in the car <laughs> could could it, can, I, can i back I, one crazy thing i didn't realize i don't know if i said this on the podcast before or not but uh in Farz gump 2 wait they made Farce a second Gump's one in the, no it's Far, a book. in the book in the book. Oh. book they were going to remake it Forrest gump is in the white bronco oh <laughs> oh no <laughs> what jesus christ i'm like thank god they never made that movie because it was gonna be hot trash <laughs> I, was, I was like wait they made a second one god damn it <laughs> i wish they would have because when i worked at the fucking bubba gump shrimp company in times square that movie was on a loop all day every day and it would have been nice to have at least one other movie on a fucking loop <laughs> even if it was a train wreck <laughs> well the first movie was great i just can't yeah. watch it anymore because of Cause my history. trauma <laughs> you want trauma be a fucking waiter at a restaurant in times square there you go that'll that'll, that'll give you enough cure trauma. You of, of, of any desire to wait tables again goddamn fuckers anyways so <laughs> jay leno is gonna step down from the tonight show and jay leno is not happy about this which was not public jay leno is fuming in his little canadian tuxedo which is for those of you who don't know what that is it's an all denim outfit which he notoriously wears all the time and you will see it in the picture that i post of me with jay leno um <laughs> from like 1999 or something so leno didn't understand why if the ratings were good people people were watching why he had to go now to be fair it wasn't like he was fired the next day they gave him five years notice five years right. notice which like you can figure something else out by that time but that's yeah. also gives you 22 years worth of um hosting which is a lot yeah that's a very sizable amount and you oh, know me you'd also yeah. think that you would want to transition into something else yeah and that was sort of the idea. So there was a lot of, you know, now at this point, now you do have Letterman on CBS and Fox has had a few failed attempts with Joan Rivers and um, <laughs> Chevy Chase, which is if you want to talk about a late night train wreck, I think that show lasted a week. Nice. Yeah, it didn't it didn't work out. And that was that was sort of the first public signs of who Chevy Chase was. <laughs> um, and it was Fox. Like, remember, in the early 90s, nobody... Fox was the Married with Children and Simpsons channel. Like, it was not taken that seriously. It's like cops... Yeah, cops married with children and the Simpsons. Um, it wasn't until the X-Files came along that, you know, the network got a little legitimacy and the fact that the Simpsons was never canceled, you know, kind of burnished, burnished its image, if you will. But yeah, so other networks are showing interest in Conan because Conan's contract is about to expire and uh, ABC wants him and Fox wants him and Fox offered him twenty one million dollars when NBC was paying three <laughs> and NBC. This, I'm kind of curious as to why he didn't. I mean, I know why he, he took the job because he wanted The Tonight Show. You know, yeah. like the Tonight Show was like, it's the, the premiere. It's it's it. The ratings, whatever. It's the Tonight Show. It's the longest running continuous late night show, I think, in history. Well, he talks about it. He's like, you get the Tonight Show and you've made it. You are, you know, a premier comedian. And there are certain milestones like that in comedy, like working at SNL is one of them. Yep. Right. Like you've worked at SNL. You have made it as a you have made it as a comedian. You host the Tonight Show. You are a premiere. There are certain little benchmarks that as much as you want to say that they don't matter, they still mean something. Well, and Jack Parr and Steve Allen, who hosted it before Carson, they were great comedians, but they didn't host it for anywhere near as long as Carson did. Carson no. was a god by the time he retired. Yeah, and, and it's like went, every 
every person who was, you know, trying to host was trying to be Car- Johnny Carson. And when he retired, he retired. He was like, I'm done and goodbye. I am right. not a public person anymore. Respect, honestly. Yeah. The um, not wanting to let go of Conan, NBC says, okay, we'll up you to eight million a year and we'll give you we'll give you the tonight show in five years. Because he was getting kind of antsy. There were I mean there were rumors for a long time. I was gonna say, which is sort of like the Jay Leno deal, where he sort of got the guarantee that he was gonna yeah. be in the lines of succession. It was like, hey, stick it out with us. Don't leave to go to Fox. We don't want to lose you. And especially because like things were starting to change technologically, technologically around that time. So going with a younger, uh, uh, younger host probably would have benefited them. Also, if you really think about it, Conan's audience at that time was very young. He had a very young audience. He was his ratings were really hot with the young audience. So they 18, thought that, that would 18 be to 25 to, men. That's what they wanted. Right. That's the demographic, right? It's, especially at that time. So they thought that it was it was a it was a shoe in to work and it made total sense from NBC standpoint. And, you know, you kind of got to give NBC a little bit of credit from trying to learn from their mistakes and be like, OK, we'll announce it this time so that there's no confusion. Uh, but anyways, wait. yeah, but <laughs> wait, more. Le- so Leno, Leno was pissed, but kind of was like, all right, fine. Um, and Leno himself was offered, you know, when when it became clear that Conan was off the market, then those same networks came calling on Leno. Yeah. Which if you're not going to have the Tonight Show anymore, go. Well, and then then NBC got greedy and that's where it starts getting real messy. NBC was like uh, eventually Jay um, and a new agent. I think Helen Kushnick had died by this point, demanded a renegotiation about uh, in 2008, about a year before the transition was supposed to take place. And what ended up from that was they would give Jay a new show that would be on primetime at 10 p.m. And it would be an hour long variety show. Uh, that was the and that would lead into the uh, local news at 11, 1135. Boom. Tonight show with Conan. That's it didn't go that smoothly. Um, but in June 2009, Lena, uh, you know, it all it all went down and and Conan, you know, has his first show as host of the Tonight Show. Did anybody watch it? I did. <laughs> it was I did good. not. It was good. It felt like just uh, his his late show, but, you know, on a slightly larger scale. It was it was really good. But that first week of ratings where everyone's like, what's this? And then the ratings never really got there. And then eventually uh, Letterman overtook him for the first time. Letterman overtook The Tonight Show. And suddenly Letterman is getting the best ratings. And this causes some consternation from NBC. Keep in mind how Conan worked. Like when he was on The Late Show, they got no ratings in the beginning. They had they were filling up the audience with interns because they couldn't get people to sit in the crowd. So the show was so bad and he built that brand up and over time was able to, you know, create a successful show. So I think he his thinking, Conan's thinking is that I'm going to have time to build this thing. I'm not going to it's not it might not be hot right off the press, but at least I have some time to put my feet yes. in the ground and try to get uh uh, the show to take off. Yeah, and it usually takes with these things. Like it takes one or two uh, bits, like recurring bits, to you know hit hit the zeitgeist for people to be like, mm. oh my god, this is amazing. Like you can think about it for certain people. Like I think about James Corden taking off when he started doing carpool karaoke. You know what I mean? Like there just needs one or two things that everybody's going to talk about, and then boom, ratings, people watching. Right. And a, and a clearly defined voice and a clearly defined brand. Like when when Fallon, you know, eventually took over the Tonight Show, he had already been on the Late Show for a number of years, right? Yeah. 
you knew what you were getting. It was just going to be like a slightly classier or glitzier version of what he was already doing. Um, But then, you know, when Seth Meyers got the late show, it took a lot. It took forever for them to find their footing and feel like what that show was. The first couple of years were rocky. You know, he started out doing a standing monologue, which isn't his thing. And eventually they moved it to the desk like they I, I haven't seen a late show, a, a late night show get adjusted more times than than Seth Meyers. But thank God NBC allowed it to happen. Um, and that's probably um, Lauren Michaels, you know, being a good producer yeah. uh, and, you know, looking out for his 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 guys, you know, because what we have now with Seth Meyers, it's my favorite late night show. There He's is great. Right. You know what? I think I think it's hard because with late night, it's so dependent on the comedian and it's dependent on who they are as a like the kind of material they like to work with, how their style, like anything. It takes time to figure that out and it takes time to figure out what is going to work in the same way with this is true with all comedy. And this isn't any different. But like, yeah, this is true for all comedy where, you know, a stand up takes some time to figure out what their voice is and they have to do mm-hmm. put in a number of hours an, an improv group or a sketch group that gets together they need time to meld so you can figure out what their voice is it's not any different with late night the difference is it's on a much bigger stage well and and like tv is changing too you know what when, when uh, leno took over from carson it was a different time there was no social media there was yeah. barely cable this is this is what people watched like it's so funny i think i was reading something about like an episode of Roseanne would routinely get 12 to 15 million viewers a week. And ever since, which is crazy, you, you don't get that now. You like with, with streaming and I mean like network television, you don't get those numbers anymore. Now you hit 2 million viewers an episode. You're doing fucking great. Uh, But 30 years ago, you got 2 million viewers. You were off the air in a week. Yeah. yeah, Because the competition wasn't there. You were expected to get more because there wasn't that much game in town. But it also it also goes to show what a cultural juggernaut these shows were. Yeah, because that's, you know, they essentially had a captive audience. You know, the networks had a lot more power. And then, you know, with streaming and cable and the diversification and now you spend your whole life watching. You'll never you'll never watch everything that people recommend. And I'm notorious for texting people randomly. Oh, watch this, watch this, watch this. Also, you should be watching um, Call My Agent on Netflix. It's very, it's a French show. <laughs> Don't mind the subtitles. It's, for, it's really good. I highly recommend. So NBC gives Leno the 10 p.m. slot and then they go. And then NBC starts getting nervous when the ratings aren't going anywhere. And that's when the rumors start. Oh, what's going to happen? You know, NBC starts to panic. And then by January of 2010, that's when shit goes south let's just put this in perspective that conan's ratings were doing okay prior to jay leno's variety show and then jay leno's variety show went on the air and it was tanking it was doing terrible (laughs) and it It actually it was a bad show (laughs) and then the lead in as the lead into conan it destroyed conan's ratings yeah (laughs) not not even it was it wasn't even that it was the lead into the to the local news 
at 11 right. and yeah. then it was it was tanking the local news rating so the affiliates were complaining to the network about it and then mm-hmm. um so people the jay leno's 10 p.m show was so bad that like it sucked <laughs> viewership from the news and then and also from the tonight show that's yeah, how people were you like know, i can't keep this on yeah people i can't were, keep this on a moment longer i yeah. think it's hilarious i think it's hilarious though that they're like all right we're gonna put this guy at 10 and then his show sucks and then like you know what let's give him the the good show that we really yeah. like again I know it makes no sense. <laughs> but there was a very insulting step that came after that. And this is what caused Conan to eventually bulk. So Leno, Conan, the network, they're all negotiating, trying to to figure this out. And I think that's putting a fairly generous spin on on it. <laughs> let's all let's all get in there and try to figure this out. <laughs> and what NBC decides they're going to do because they can't fire Leno because it would have been more expensive to fire Leno than it would have been to fire Conan. So what they decide to do is cancel the 10 p.m. show the jay leno 10 p.m. show put it on at 11 30 for half an hour after the news as a lead into the tonight show and have the tonight show start at midnight <laughs> which is effectively just giving conan his old show back at yes. 12 30 um right. and conan was like if it starts at midnight it's not the tonight show which sounds nickel and dimey a little bit but it's it's true like yeah you're getting those viewers because they've watched the news they're they're getting ready for bed and then this is it like and then at 12 30 bedtime and then you know the college students and everybody else who stays up till three in the morning like me then they're gonna watch you know the the late the late show i forget who it was i can't remember who said it but like they were discussing that that move and they're like it's not the tonight show anymore it's the tomorrow show <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah basically yeah and conan was conan was frankly offended at the offer and rightly so I would be too yeah you know they gave him the tonight show and then sabotaged him with wanting to keep leno they want basically nbc wanted their to have their cake and eat it too and that poor decision making of keeping leno on after being like you're not going to host the tonight show oh we'll give you another show right beforehand um and then more people got to watch and they were like oh we don't like him uh you know and they somehow conan ends up paying the price which is really fucked up uh so um the deal was reached Conan would walk away from the Tonight Show, which I mean, can you imagine the heartbreak? You know, it's like we used to have a saying when I worked at a hotel. It's called um, we used to call it uh, quit got fired. It was where they would for- they would basically force you to resign. Like that's how that's why I left. I, I, I quit got fired and they do that. So I don't have to pay you unemployment. But I, I did anyway. so so Conan had a great joke about it. He's like kids. He's like, you could do anything you put your mind to. And he's like, unless Jay Leno wants to do that. <laughs> so funny. Like, you can have any goal unless jay leno wants to do it and i thought that was hilarious and then also before the jay leno show goes off the air jimmy kimmel made a guest appearance on the jay leno show and the interview starts off with jimmy kimmel i guess this is like to promo jimmy kimmel's new show the best what's the best prank you've ever pulled and jimmy kimmel says i told a guy that five years from now i'm going to give you my show and when the five years came i gave it to him and then took it back immediately (laughs) (laughs) and literally the the whole interview he's just every question that jay leno asks he's trolling you have to watch it he just trolls him the whole can't wait you know what i guess amazing i guess jay leno didn't feel bad about taking his show back you know because uh Conan is a ginger like you, Andrew. So there was no soul to crush. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, that's Letterman. Meanwhile, while while Leno Gate Part Two is happening, remains quiet. Yeah. He's not going to comment on it. He's just going to keep doing his Letterman thing. By this time, the Letterman show is its own juggernaut. You know what I mean? Wonderful show. And then one night towards the end, he does. And he comments on something that Jay Leno said. This is just so funny to me. Apparently, Leno put out a statement. Please don't don't blame Conan for this mess. <laughs> Nobody was. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to play it, but you can look it up on YouTube and it's very it's classic David Letterman to watch that. Just the burning snark come out of him. Oh, you know God, what I mean? So and, good. And yet the restraint that he must have felt to be able to only That's say only, only comment on this one little piece of it. Yeah, no, oh it was God. brilliant. When it was so good. Letterman went off on him with that. Also, like, I just like want to use that tactic for anything. It's like, it's like my boss is like, Keith, this just didn't get done. Don't blame yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, boss. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do oh, it that's tomorrow. That's amazing. I'm gonna do it tomorrow. <laughs> I I wanted to uh, bring up that Thirty Rock has an episode that's specifically written about this whole situation, and it's about janitors trying to get the late shift at NBC. <laughs> So if you ever want to check that out, I forget the episode number, but oh, that's it's, brilliant. it's in 30 Rock. And it's about the two janitors fighting for the late shift. The late shift, also the name of the TV movie that's still on HBO. You can still watch it. It's called The Late Shift for, for the movie that they made of the Leno Letterman thing. During the negotiation, we're now up to a point where Phoebe, now you're maybe 14, 15. Yes, um, I'm during, the negotiation, <laughs> <laughs> during the negotiations... It's clear things are going south. There are daily updates and all of the trades about this. Conan does something so fucking awesome and just so rock star, uh, knowing full well that the show is not going to use its full budget for the year. He decides to blow the entire budget in his last week of shows. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Ooh, that's, that's amazing. I don't know if that was a bit or if it was real, but it was great TV. Kind of. Because... That last week of The Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien, you could see Conan was pissed. <laughs> rightly so. Rightly so. And it was palpable. And then the aftermath of that, they NBC did end up having to pay out Conan on his contract, about $35 million. And then a part of it, he was he could not sign... Um, or he couldn't months, be on he couldn't be on TV or something for like a, a number of months afterwards. Um, and so Andy Richter, Andy Richter said that the thirty five million wasn't just for Conan. He said that they paid out their production people because they all moved. Yeah, it was actually it, it was it, so it was like forty five million or forty seven million. Twelve of it mm -hmm. went to the staff and thirty five went to um, his take home was thirty five. And that's this is the period when Conan grows the beard. <laughs> the beard years the fuck it beard you know the one that the, the ones that we all grew during covid he was he was way ahead of that shit <laughs> he also went on a comedy tour i believe that i forget what it was called i gotta look it up the but, legally uh, prohibited from being funny on tv tour wow yes <laughs> love that hey you know way to way to really take advantage of the situation you're in well, and he made a documentary about it, like, the, you know, while he was on the tour. It's a great, it's a great documentary. The day that he announced the tour is also the day that he announced that he had signed with uh, TBS to do a late night show over there. 
which back then and today still strikes me as strange um yeah. that that was where but it was a great show i loved his show on tbs i thought it was it was the interviews yeah, I TBS watched did feel like a weird it did feel like a weird home but yeah. it was a good show it was and it, I was going to say TBS was trying to do comedy at that point. Like they were really trying to get into the comedy market. And think of all the people Jay Leno was hurt. George Lopez had a <laughs> like a Tonight Show and got canned because they brought Conan over. <laughs> Poor George Lopez. It was actually a decent show. <laughs> I stand by no, it. No, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. <laughs> it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> but Conan's show was better. But that does, yeah, that is that is kind of ironic <laughs> how that how that would go down. And then, yeah, I mean, now, I mean, TBS doesn't have a good track record. They just canceled Samantha B, and her show was great. That's, oh yeah, you know, it was so good. Like that was a real loss, especially the voice, right? Like that voice. No, George Lopez's show was good. I remember watching it. But it was also it's weird because like it was that era when like Frankie Muniz was famous. So I remember Frankie Muniz being on the show, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, oh, <laughs> that's so funny. I think by 20, this is 2010, by 2014, uh, NBC is like, okay, Leno, you're really done this time. Bye-bye. We're going to bring in Fallon. And it happened with much less fanfare, much less drama. It just slid in there. Tonight Show returned to New York. And that first episode of The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, it worked. It really, it really did work. And it felt very good. NBC did a very good job of making sure that everyone was going to accept this and it was going to be fine. And I think that's kind of why they gave Lorne Michaels the reins of, um, you know, the late night talk shows uh, just so that it could kind of all be under one banner. You know, they have, they essentially have a farm team at SNL, you know, yeah. to then yeah. promote and, and move up into other, other things, movies, talk shows, whatever you want to do. It keeps happening, you know, like even on, even shows that aren't on NBC, you'll notice Lauren Michaels, I think sometimes is a producer on those shows. Jay Leno said about the Tonight Show being taken over by Jimmy Fallon. He said, he's like, look, he's like, this was now the digital age has come. And he really realized that he could not compete with the younger generation because right. he's like, Jimmy Fallon could go on stage and dance with Justin Timberlake. He's like, I will never be able to do that. Like, I am not capable of doing these bits and these segments and stuff like that. And I think he was actually finally OK with not having the show. But I also feel like Fallon is like the specifically that kind of person and that kind of show where he's like, I mean, like, think about like what he did on SNL. He's just like the, you know, I'm going to do musical comedy and I'm going to be like super jump around. He's like he's active. He's high energy. It's it, Letterman is <laughs> just as funny now. Like and he's just as great. But his bit was never I'm going to jump around and be wacky. It's like I'm going to be I'm going to yeah. be dry as all hell. That's what kind of makes his that's what kind of makes Fallon's whole brand so interesting is because it's it's goofy, you know, boy next door dressed up in a Don Draper suit. Yeah, you're right. That's it. Old, it's weird. All Jimmy Fallon did on SNL was break character. <laughs> that's all. Was, that's true. Done. I was Correct. actually going to say that, like the Jimmy Fallon on Tonight Show is not the Jimmy Fallon from 30 years ago on, on uh, SNL. No, but I just mean the energy of like having that golden retriever energy yeah is still there and it's like that's his vibe his yeah it is puppy golden it, retriever and <laughs> running around in circles it's noticeably different too because both leno and letterman their vibe was snark yeah right it was also carson's vibe but carson made you like it you know mm -hmm. and also with with carson there's something about johnny carson i don't know if you've seen any clips of that show 
but and I maybe it's because you know I was so young when when his show was on for me, but it felt like you know when your parents have friends over and they're having a great time, you know, like laughing and drinking wine, and you're like, what are you all laughing? What's what's so fun? That's what Carson felt like to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and and like I remember like my, my parents and, and I don't think my parents watch it, but their friends would talk about it. I don't ever remember my parents' friends talking about Leno. Right. Um, and now we talk about carpool karaoke uh, and, you know, corrections on Seth Meyers and whatever truth or dare or, you know, puppy thing that um, Fallon literally does have a bit with puppies where you sit in yeah, the puppy bowl or something they, things like oh, that. Oh, my God. Oh, and he also has this like musical thing where. You know, you choose a song and a style to sing in. Oh, yeah. Which is fun. Yeah. Which is fun. But but that's the thing. You have to produce late night now in a way that like there is a digital component. You can have the bit cut into three minutes that you can share on social media or YouTube and people will see it and like it and enjoy it. There's an Emmy category for that now. Like the, the, the carpool karaoke videos themselves have won Emmys independent of the show. Not just the show, Carpool Karaoke, like they're the digital content, like digital auxiliary content, I don't know what you want to call it, you know, that is generated from these shows and that gets posted to YouTube. That shit gets nominated for and wins Emmys independent of the show itself, which is bonkers. And that's why that's all of James Corden's Emmys come from that. I think Fallon has a few. Uh, Colbert doesn't really lean that heavily into that. No, he doesn't really do that. Yeah, he's more of sort of a linear successor to letterman still a funny I was show say, he he still he feels like the obvious follow-up to letterman colbert well that was i mean even that was a was a curious because you're like oh is he gonna do the character is he not gonna do the character who is yeah. he without the character and that you took know, a he, that took a while for it to land as well talk about yeah. like he had problems booking guests uh i remember like we i was getting media releases saying you know, oh, the special way we book for Stephen Colbert. And it was literally because there was like a, I think Lauren Michaels, I don't know if it was Lauren Michaels or not, but like a referendum out. If you, if you went on Colbert's show and not Jimmy Fallon, you were dead to SNL. <laughs> you were dead to all these other brands. Like wow. it was that type of thing. And that's why Colbert struggled to get any guests in the beginning. He was like, they were like, wow. oh, we have this great way of booking. And it's like, he just can't, he's struggling to get anyone, Oof. which is crazy. Wow. So That's much politics. Wild. Yeah, yeah, politics. So man. much politics. Well, if you want to live in a world uh, for a little bit where the late night, the politics of late night talk shows done in a comedy, I highly recommend the Larry Sanders show, which is also on HBO um, and HBO Max. It's uh, um, yeah, Larry Sanders. It, 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 it's a sitcom, single camera sitcom, which was for their mid 90s kind of revolutionary about, you know, a fictional late night talk show. And it's fucking brilliant. Gary Shandling uh, is the star as Larry Sanders. And then who else? Uh, Jeffrey Tambor from Arrested Development uh, is the sidekick. There's a couple other really big names. Jeremy Piven was in the show. Janine Garofalo. It's really, it's very dated. It's very 90s, but it's, it gives you a, a little flavor of that world. And it's, it's, it's very, very funny. And, you know, if you're kind of fried on modern content, go back in time. It's worth it, I think. So guys, who's who's not best moment is this? Is this NBC's bad moment? Is this Leno's bad moment? What do you think? I mean, I think NBC bungled the whole thing, truthfully, from the the secret deals to the way that they went about like maneuvering with Leno, like a lot behind the scenes and and then having to go back and try to fix it with the 10 p.m. slot. It seemed like a lot of this could have been fixed if 
NBC had just gotten their shit together. Well, also the capriciousness of Leno, too. And like that too. not wanting to go after being told to leave and then NBC being like, OK, never mind. Like, that's just. Yeah. Well, it wasn't but, classy. But especially among comedians, too, there's sort of an honor among thieves type of yeah. type of thing. And he really didn't. He He shattered that. And I think I think a lot of people lost a lot of respect for him after. Well, yeah, you're supposed to after, be after having done it twice. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was that's just it. It's not cool. It's just so, not cool. So a lot of the criticism about how Jay Leno handled the Conan situation is that I think it was Letterman and Howard Stern actually were just like, if you're gonna your network says you're not good enough anymore to host the show. He's like, you go to the competing network and say, hey, I'm going to host a show. And you, as they say, man up about it. And you go in direct competition with that show and you make them eat it. And that's like what Letterman did. Which is was exactly like, what he did. Yeah, I was like, that's literally right. what Letterman did. Yeah, right. So that's like, they're like, well, why don't you just go to Fox? Like Fox would have loved to have Jay Leno. Like any other place would love to have have you. And that is the main criticism from her about it it's just like he just couldn't leave nbc for some reason yeah as he said a, it was in other home. words yeah after being shown after being shown the door the dude wasn't fired they just gave him five years they weren't going to renew the contract and made the announcement that gave him 20 almost 20 years on the um you know hosting uh as as the host of the tonight show go you know go go to another network if that if that's what you want to do but don't fuck up somebody else's opportunity just yeah. because you know and, and try to claw your way back and ultimately what did that get you yeah a little bit more money but and i don't know i don't conan conan's got his podcast now he's still very much in the public eye apparently there's a show gonna happen on hbo max who knows what's happening with that since with the murder with discovery leno hosts a show about cars on cnbc you know That's what's what shitty he's doing now. you know what's shitty about it too is that you know he came up in the comedy world he paid his dues and he signed a deal so that he wouldn't get screwed over and wouldn't get the slot, even though he felt like, you know, he was putting in the time. Mm -hmm. And then when someone else does the same thing so that they can get their shot, he takes it away. And it's it's just you wanted that same respect dealt to you. And yet you can't pay it forward. It's so it's, you know, double standards. It's the kind of thing somebody who wears a Canadian tuxedo on the regular will do. Checks out. Checks so I think out. So I think Jimmy Kimmel had a, a perfect quote to wrap up this this scenario. He said, we look forward to, he's talking to Conan. He said, we look forward to whatever you have planned next at HBO Max. Also, I want to say congratulations to Jay Leno on his new time slot at TBS. <laughs> which, uh. <laughs> which I think perfectly wraps up the situation. I agree. Yeah, it's amazing. I think this has been Jay Leno's not best moment. I agree. Nip slips, jail time, snorting a cocaine line, racist tweets, family beefs, a royal leaves, Kanye, fake attack, racist rants, Botox and implants, shoplifting spree, punch a paparazzi, unexpected.